everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the In Everything Podcast. We're your hosts, Alice, Lexi, and Mahima. So today we have a special guest on the podcast, um, Drew Fess. He is our pastor at Praxis Church in London. Um, he's a great guy. We really respect him and admire him, and we're so happy to have him on. Can you just say hi so they yeah. know your voice? Oh, okay. So uh, the 20 I slipped you earlier for saying that. Uh, just slipped it under your uh, book yeah. there. Yeah, no, yeah, it's great to that. be here. Yeah, my, uh, my name is Drew, as he's... You guys have said, and it's been great to have you guys a part of the church community. Heather and I, my wife Heather and I, always just talk about how being in a university town, how blessed we've been over the years to um, just connect and and be amongst university and college students. It's been a real blessing to us, and so even amongst COVID, the last year has been awesome getting to know you guys. So, yeah. you, I get my do I get my twenty bucks yeah. back yeah. now? Right? Yeah. But honestly, we 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 reflect often just about how uh, how great uh, great it's been. Yeah, so. and so we're we're so thankful that you agreed to join, and um, yeah. we're gonna be hitting a, a big topic today, yeah. and we're gonna be talking about God's justice, and you know, which goes hand in hand with His righteousness, and um, just kind of dissecting this big topic and yeah. we we wanted to call you on because earlier in the year you went through a, a sermon series about god's justice and so we want to share a little bit of that mm-hmm. um here on the podcast cool yeah yeah so we'll, we'll get started the first cool. question that we're going to be um looking at is why is justice such an important attribute of god so that's such a good question um I think, you know, one of the things we got to just think about it as far as like being, you know, tied to God's nature is it also fits in the greater kind of story of God as well. Um, like over and over, you get this picture, like even in the Psalms, it continues to say that God loves justice. And I think one of the things, you know, like we have to do is you have to flesh out what obviously language wise what that means. But I always think of it as God, in it's like purest form, the word justice in the Old Testament is this Hebrew word. I'm not great with Hebrew. It's the word mishpat. And I know we've talked a bit about righteousness to Sedekah. These words um, really encompass like a setting right, like setting things to right. We often think of like justice in judicial, judicial, judicial terms. Yeah, there you go. It's early too. It's early. Um, right, like Westerners, we kind of think of like the legal court system, and that you the word justice, even in the Old Testament, is used sometimes in those terms, but it's more restorative than anything, um, if that makes sense. It's mm-hmm. God bringing back or setting right, and so when I talk about like the bigger story of God, or like the I know these are big words, but like meta narrative of the scriptures, it fits into the story of like. God creating the heavens and the earth and it's good and in shalom and in rhythm it's torn apart at the seams like C.S. Lewis uses the word like the the world is bent and broken because of human rebellion and sin and now justice is God bringing that back and working and and bringing that back and I'm sure as we'll talk about it over the next couple minutes here that we're not as God followers as Jesus followers we're not off the hook with that it's his very Nature. I think like 400 times in the Old Testament, the word justice is used. Mm-hmm. And um, so I don't know if that's answering your question. I just think it's like right in his nature and character mm-hmm. to set things right. 
Um, I know Eden, like when you read Eden, about Eden, the Garden of Eden, and the way things shape up in the beginning, some people can think, well, like we can never reach that ideal. And there's, mm-hmm. there's part truths in like we're waiting for God to bring his kingdom mm-hmm. um, to bear when Jesus returns. But that is what God wants to recreate and, and bring people back to. So mm-hmm. justice is at the very core. Last night, so there's just an example. Like last night, it's really cool. Like last night, um, I've been reading through, one of our sons uh, just needs to polish up on his reading. So like I have this goal, we've been reading through all the Narnia books. And so we, <laughs> so we finished, uh, we finished Lion, Witch, and the Wardrobe last night. And it, it is fascinating, like Aslan raises, right? Mm-hmm. Um, and yet he's still doing this work of taking things that have been turned into statues and bringing them to life. And I think that's a picture of like setting the world to rights. This is what God does. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. That's a good, that's a good example. I think it's, it's just so important to, to understand that justice is such a good characteristic and attribute mm-hmm. of God. So often we can, a lot of people are turned away from God because of this, right. this justice and the, this judgment that is promised that he mm-hmm. is going to bring and, um, does call us to carry out now, um, even before the day of judgment. But yep. that for so many people, that's a big reason. Like, oh, I don't want to. I don't want to be judged. I don't. I don't want to be set right. I'm doing air quotes right now. Um, set <laughs> right. Yeah. 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 <laughs> um, but I think as we learn more about God, we see that His judgment is good. It yeah. is to bring us back to life to restore what was broken and to like mend that um yeah and so yeah it's it's a lot it's so good and we can't forget that it's a good characteristic Mm -hmm. of god i think well i think every every person needs to wrestle with that question is judgment a good thing or a bad thing Mm -hmm. we've obviously moved into kind of a place in space and culture where we kind of want to be the judge and don't want anything judge anybody or anything judging us but it's interesting like there is a human longing for judgment Mm -hmm. Uh, a great writer i think his name's joshua ryan butler wrote a great book called skeleton in god's closet and he talks about judgment and says basically breaks it down and says like the biblical picture of god's judgment israel is longing for it in the old testament uh, because of what they're seeing around them and ultimately jesus followers should long for it Mm -hmm. because I just always ask, I ask two fundamental questions. Like one, how's things going for us? And even just look at the last year, uh, you guys are college students, so maybe you're not drawn into like the political banter as much in our world, but like the the political cycle the last couple years has been pretty gnarly with the stuff in the States. And there's racial injustice that we've Mm -hmm. seen over the last year. There's uh, more inequality and less equity than we've seen in like developing nations, like in a long time. And COVID's going to affect this too. Mm -hmm. Um, One of the questions we have to ask, like how is things going for us? Judgment, God wants to set this to right. He wants, Mm -hmm. as in Isaiah, to to, to wipe every tear away. And I think when it's explained properly and given that type of framework, Oh, I just I just encourage everybody to wrestle through. How's it going for us? Or does God what God want to do? Is that actually a good thing? I'm a skeptic by nature. I have asked lots of, lots of questions. I have lots of doubts. But this is probably one thing that has helped my framework. Judge if you're if you're with God and you're in Christ and you're on you're with Him, 
you're you're there's a there's a longing to be made right. Mm-hmm. I think I said to you guys before, like uh, one way I think about it is I'm I'm a dad of four little kids, and if there was like mold in my kids' bedrooms, what would I do as a good and loving father? I'm not gonna just like. Uh, you know, just get over it or um, let it sit there forever or, you know, like I don't want to be intolerant by taking out the mold, you know, like mm-hmm. as a good and loving father, what do I do? I, rem- I remove that. And that's actually a picture of what God wants to do, mm-hmm. to take the bad stuff out and to bring his kingdom mm-hmm. here. One, exactly. one person said it best. He said, basically, God's on a mission to get the hell out of earth. And that, and that's, <laughs> yeah. a, that's a play on yeah. words, right? That's a play yeah. like uh, God's on a mission to get the hell out of earth. And so when we talk about, I know I'm talking a lot, but when we talk about judgment, um, when we come from it from a negative kind of like, oh, like God's so narrow, I would just ask like, is this good or destructive? And mm-hmm. it's good. Like he's yeah. going to wipe every tear away. Mm-hmm. So you can't, we just got through Easter. You cannot, you can't separate the good news of the kingdom from what God is ultimately going to do in the end. Yeah. And so that's why I think when you brought this up, like, hey, want to talk about justice? It goes every direction. Like, it goes back to the garden, and then it goes forward to the new heavens, the new mm-hmm. earth, and, mm-hmm. yeah, what's going on. You, yeah. can't, you can't separate it. For sure. God. Yeah, I think the, sure. the picture that you paint of justice is already just so beautiful, and it's a very, you know, of course, biblical image that you're painting. And it's interesting that we have such a negative view of it and that yeah. there are so many misconceptions kind of surrounding that and you've definitely already tackled our next question was kind <laughs> of to it. ask you about that misconception because I think a lot of people do see justice and especially the judgment side of that as negative but you you make it sound pretty good like I want my father to take the mold out of my room right right yeah <laughs> I, I love that analogy as well because it's like whether we as like the children know that the mold is there or not mm-hmm. sometimes like like the father will take it away without us even asking. Mm-hmm. But then also sometimes he waits for us to like come to him and ask him to take away the mold. Right. Yeah. So it's like, whether we notice or not, a good father still removes it at the mm-hmm. end of the day. Right. Um, mm-hmm. So that can go with like injustices or, or sin, which is an injustice to God. Mm-hmm. Um, he he wants to clean and wipe away and make us, you know, without stain, without blemish, without mold, whether we want to mm-hmm. or not in that sense. Yeah. yeah, I think it's ultimately, you know, about redeeming that word justice or judgment. And mm-hmm. if we see it, if we see God as a loving God and all these good things, I'm doing air quotes again, good things nice. that we see about God. And then we sort of, I think a lot of times we try and like push away, oh yeah, I guess God has to be just and, you know, judge. But but he's loving and he's all these good things and he's happy. But like if God is that God, he is the same God that is just and God is good. So that must mean that that justice is also good, you know? Yeah. And if we look at justice in the viewpoint that most people in this world see it as a bad negative negative thing you know like in court and all those things of like consequence and punishment you don't I think you can get that misconception about what God's justice is but um, redeeming it in the view of the gospel and in the view of the Bible of seeing God is good so that means his justice must be good as well yeah 100% well and even like the New Testament vision of the, the New Testament uses the word righteousness 
And basically what it does is it takes the, those two terms, uh, uh, justice and righteousness from the Old Testament and kind of mashes them together. And yeah, like it's painting a picture. Like the thing that I, I've noticed right now is a lot of people can be afraid of the concept of social justice in the church. Mm-hmm. And I get it. I, there's part of me that gets it because a lot of times it's like justice movements or justice happening without any sort of sense of Jesus, mm-hmm. his reconciling work. It's kind of like, we're going to make, we're going to make this place better. Uh, and that can even involve like caring for the poor, doing really good stuff, but it's kind of separate from the King. Mm. But the, the kind of the, the word you get that Paul uses is very much connected to like our own justification. So the King comes and through Jesus, we are saved. We're brought in to Christ. And then out of that flows this idea of, of, of righteousness, of, of living right. Uh, and I, I just, I, and I don't know how much of the people that you're, you know, you guys do life with are, are f- feeling this, but so I just notice sometimes that like maybe a 30,000 foot level, there's a lot of Christians afraid of the word social justice. Mm-hmm. I'm not afraid of it at all. Mm-hmm. If it's brought into the right kind of context mm-hmm. of, yeah. I can't talk about social justice without talking about Jesus. Yes. I can't, I can't engage really in social justice without the framework of a being, I know it's kind of can sound like an old school world, but justified. I think it was Tim Keller. Yeah, Tim Keller. He said justice and justification are joined at the hip. Mm-hmm. And I just think of it like that. Like my life before God is made right. And then I go and I work and partner with him in bringing the worlds to right. And I can't, we can't do that on our own. We can't, there will be a day when Jesus returns. And, and that's mm-hmm. a key part of the story. But um, I, I notice that divide a little bit. Like there's like this anti, there can in the church be this anti-social justice mm-hmm. movement. And I would just push back against like your gospel is probably too small. If it's just, and hear me clearly, like it, your gospel is probably too small. If it's just about getting into heaven when we die mm-hmm. now being again, justified and made right with Jesus and brought into his forgiveness and love is the most important thing. But out of that, the gospel of the kingdom is this, call to righteousness and that that Mm -hmm. overflows and i don't i just don't know i sometimes i get frustrated when people kind of poo-hoo social justice as though that's the culture's thing i think in the right frame we are these like even in the old testament there was clear commands that some scholars would kind of call like the trifecta of people communities that needed to be cared for the orphan the widow um, the foreigner, they, some of the languages used, like the which would be like the illegal immigrant. The, like this was at the heart of Israel. This is at the heart of God's people now, mm-hmm. right? So you can't separate these things. Yeah. I, th- I think that's so so cool that you mentioned social justice because in the Bible we we hear like justice is mine and that the Lord says that and yeah. it's He is the judge. Mm-hmm. So we can't separate social justice or anything within the world and we can't separate that from his justice. Um, and I think even, you know, Christian or non-Christian listening to this, it's, it's a good question to ask, um, to dig down kind of to the root of why do I think that there should be justice? Like in, in society, in the world, why do I have an issue with, you know, slave? Mm-hmm. Um, labor or yeah. you know sex trafficking human trafficking any like issues with 
um, people's rights or, you know, feminist movements or Black Lives Matter movements, all these things. Why do we why do we care? And the the gospel answers that and God tells us and he says, because I made everybody with that same dignity in my image. And so that's why we desire that. That's mm-hmm. why we yeah. we say, oh, you even this like poor woman, you know, who is has no like maybe education or what they're going to contribute to the economy or to society. Yeah. They still have so much, so much worth and so much dignity because God gave it to them. So asking ourselves, why do I care so much about this social justice Mm -hmm. movement? And the answer um, that at least I've come to is that, you know, because God writes it on our hearts Mm -hmm. because his justice is is written in us and we just have to bring it back to him. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's important that you said a lot of times the church can separate social justice and the church because they you know like it's like oh it's like a worldly kind of movement that we're all trying to like fight for justice and all those things and in in a way i i can kind of understand that in like we can't really get justice on our own or attain that on our own because like Lexi was saying that God like I believe that God writes that in our heart right and and the big emphasis there is God does that so only God can get the true justice you know we can fight all we want on our own but will we ever get that full justice I don't I don't believe so because God is the one who you know like we can't earn salvation only God gives it freely we can't earn justice only God can get make that possible but i really like how you said that you know the gospel and social justice go hand in hand because jesus said you know fight for the oppressed do all these things so that we get justice you know do these things because that's such a big part of his character and it's 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 sad that sometimes we separate that for sure well and like the you know for a lot of people the gospel is um you know here's how you can be justified prayer prayer so you can go to heaven when you die. Jesus gets on the scene and he's talking about the kingdom, uh, you know, the kingdom of heaven being active and present now. And with that comes a response. You know, I, I was reading one theologian the last little while and he just talks about the kingdom of God is coming and it's going to bring us to our knees either way. Like it just, you, the call is to embrace it and live in it, um, you know, right now. And sometimes for people that just takes time and them kind of surrendering their lives to Jesus and his kingdom. Um, With the the social justice piece again, I just don't think we have to separate, again, this image from last night is just Aslan taking these stones and making them come alive. That's really a picture of what Jesus did when he inaugurated his kingdom. Um, And so it can't be separated, like care for the poor, uh, you know, equity, um, ensuring that uh, people are cared for, mm-hmm. a just society is at the heart of um, of Jesus' kingdom. And then again, living in the frame of we will always have these tensions and struggles until the king returns. And that's why when I, I said to you guys, when you said, hey, you want to talk about justice, it is deeply tied to the story. Again, both ways. Um, I get why people may, may get a little, uh, you know, tense about the social justice thing if if there's a if there's a a mindset that we can just do it all without the king we can just all of a sudden bring in a a, a, you kind of utopian society without any thought Mm -hmm. of 
uh, Jesus is king. That's where I agree. Like there's a yeah. disconnect there. Um, and I think, you know, one thing maybe COVID has shown us is amongst all the things we have, like technology, all the beautiful things, we're still like, it, at least for me, COVID has been this great r- revealer of like, just how finite, just how mortal we are mm-hmm. yeah. when you think we've experienced like life like we never have. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. As, as you said, I think towards the beginning, this conversation can definitely go in yeah. many directions. And I like that it went in this direction because I, I think that this is an aspect of justice that a lot of people, especially our age, can see as a good thing. Like, yes, we want equality amongst all people. As like she said, we, we think slave labor is bad. We think sex trafficking is bad and all these things. But there's also definitely this side of justice um, that I think a lot of people grapple with and struggle with, as we were saying, this judgment, maybe particular stories, uh, even within the Bible, that seem a little bit harsh, like seem bad in our eyes as what we would consider bad. And I would love it if you could dive into kind of something, yeah. kind of that idea, like yeah. how, are, how are those things good? How can we reconcile that aspect of justice with God's love? Yeah. So good. Well, like, you know, like one, I think one of the things we tend to struggle with at times can be boundaries and even tying that to judgment, like that somebody or something could kind of bind us to a certain way of living. But I actually think that's important. Um, I don't know if you guys have seen this. Uh, I don't know, like movie spoilers. I think I've shared this even with our church community, but there's this new movie on Netflix called uh, Yes Day. And basically, essentially, and again, I promise no, no, no spoilers, but the, essentially the story is, uh, I think a, a 13-year-old or 14-year-old daughter is just tired of her mom saying no. And like, you know, the classic, my mom is always telling me no. There's, yeah, right. I have a 12-year-old daughter, so, and she's fantastic. So, but, um, you know, you, you can, you know, feel this in the 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 story that there's this this tension between the kids and the mom the mom wants to be cool and liked in some respects but also is saying no so they're at this function this guy says you should do a yes day and um so they're like a yes day what's that and the guy basically explains well what it's 24 hours of saying no or not saying no sorry you say yes to everything and there's a few rules you can only go a certain limit away from your house and you couldn't ask for stuff in the future. There's a few few different rules that I can't, can't think of right off the top of my head. But anyways, so the, 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 obviously the way this unfolds, like I'm watching it with our family. We did a family movie night. We're watching this and I'm just sitting in the, the kind of like in the crevice of the couch watching and I'm smiling and Heather's looking over knowing why I'm smiling because like I can't watch stuff without thinking about like the philosophical and theological implications. And I'm smiling because I know that the movie is ultimately teaching my kids as it all unfolds and like they're burning down the house and they're getting everything they want but it's it's not good that a yes day is actually destructive Mm. that like boundaries are actually a good thing and so i'm like smiling because i'm like this is great (laughs) and i think it's i think it is a good picture for us even as we ask these questions like um around the question like how's it going for us to your question just about like god's love these bound like I think one of the things we struggle with at times is boundaries mm-hmm. and want to in our own our own minds shaping how we think life should be lived and yet I think the scriptures continue to lend to this idea that these bound like anybody any loving community any loving th- uh, relationship has boundaries 
And I think that's one of the big struggles for us. And this this movie is actually a great indicator of like getting everything we want and getting a yes to everything we want is ultimately destructive. And yet the loving thing to do is to is to have boundaries. And I think when it comes to yeah, so I, I know about my life, I've known in my life, especially in the past, wanted to create my own boundaries. I think of God's love in and through this, um, I, I think we're just continue, continuing to be drawn back to like, okay, which which, which way of life is going to work? And when you're designed for a certain way, I think Mike Erie talked about this, like even in the garden narrative, we this guy, Mike, was teaching us through Song of Songs a bit, and he talked about how like even in the curses, a lot of the curses after proto-human, Adam and Eve, sin and rebel, is humans are f- almost like frustrated into um, when they go their own way. They're almost like, it's almost like a frustration in some of the curses to try and just get them to turn their hearts back towards God, that life apart from God and his love is going to be frustrating. It's going to be, and everybody needs time in that. But um, I think all of these things are important in how we view God and his love. The boundaries are loving. Judgment is loving because ultimately the telos or the end goal is him bringing his kingdom here and making all things new. Mm -hmm. Like we use that term a lot. And obviously, when we follow Jesus, we can be made new right now. But we're not just talking about human souls at the end. We're talking about every, everything, all the bad mm. stuff going away. So maybe that's a long thing. But I've just been thinking about boundaries because I think not just your age. I think all of like your guys' age and being in university, all of us struggle and deal with the whole like boundary issue. And like how can somebody tell me no? And yet um, it was funny. After the Yes Day stuff... I went on some blogs and there's like these people, it was actually trending on the day the film was released that you should do a yes day challenge. Mm -hmm. Like this is what people were saying. And I just thought, I correct me if I'm wrong. I think this is, and it's fine if people do yes day challenge, it's fine. But I I think this is actually like opposite of what the movie was trying (laughs) to tell you what to do and just watching people. And again, just a picture that when we go, we're designed for life with God and under his rule. When we go our own way and we do our own thing, it can, if there's no boundaries, it can be destructive. And I think all of us would say yes to that. Mm-hmm. Like, so you say, like, can I just punch holes in your wall here? Like, of course not, right? Like, there's boundaries mm-hmm. in everything. Like, can I just drive on the left side of the street here? Well, maybe some countries do, but you know what I'm saying? Like, yeah. like, just as we all think, even the person who would think they are the most boundless, boundaryless person, you start to think about your life. God has a particular order and way, yeah. and it's actually loving. It's and actually good. If you think of as God as our father, um, you think about a child, and I, I know I got this specific sit-down talk <laughs> when we had a, a fireplace that had a glass yeah. thing to it, and we got the talk. Do not touch the glass because it's hot. You're going to get hurt. You're right. going to get burned. And my, my dad gave that to us mm-hmm. because he loves us, because he doesn't want us to get burned. He doesn't want us to get hurt. And I can see that as loving, even though, like, as a child, I was He's like, hard, yeah. I want to touch it. You said not to. I want to mm-hmm. do it. Yeah. But, you know, if I did, I, I would get burned. And, mm-hmm. you know, yeah. it's, it's that idea where God is our father. He loves us. If yeah. we're walking on the busy street, he's going to, like, 
grab us and try to take us off or like mm-hmm. right such yeah. a good walk with us right? and nobody would say to your dad oh what so intolerant yeah. so oh, narrow yeah. like, oh wow not, I can't yeah. believe you would tell yeah. your kids yeah. not to touch the hot yeah. hot fireplace right exactly. and so I think yeah. some of this is just thinking through it like before passing judgments on uh, a God who says he's going to judge just remember that all of us are making these types all of us have different levels and types of authority in our lives, mm-hmm. um, but we're all we're all doing this. And to turn and point the finger, all of us would say, "No, I'm 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 enacting in certain ways out of love. Like I, there's certain boundaries around my kids because I love them. So mm-hmm. that's 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 yeah. what I wanted to get to with the, the whole idea of love is yeah. is absolutely encapsulated in this whole discussion mm-hmm. of this is why judgment is necessary. We have to ask the question: Do we want it like this? Forever, and I know in North America, like I had the opportunity to travel a little bit. I know we're creating in some ways a very utopian society, mm-hmm. um, and I'm super thankful for what we've progressed to in a country like Canada. I'm super thankful, but um, there the, there needs to be judgment. Yeah. yeah, yeah, and I like that you emphasized, you know, that is love, you know, yeah. and if you if you think about like a court and a judge just was like, oh, like, there was a criminal who's murdered someone. And all the thing, the judge is like, oh, well, you know what? You're a good person, I guess. I love you, so I'm just going to let you go free. And did this to, like, every criminal because that's they're a loving judge, you know? Everyone knows that's crazy. That's yeah. ridiculous, you know? you There needs to be justice. There needs to be some judgment in order for, like, our world to function, you yeah. know? And so why do we think that God has to be that loving person and that loving one that doesn't discipline us in any way. Like, because, oh, he's a loving God, but, you know, he still is just God. He knows that that's necessary for the world to function. And we think our freedom, we want to do whatever we want. So freedom means I I can do that with no consequence, but that is so untrue. Because if you did that in our world, there would be consequence, right? Right. So I think it's it doesn't make sense at all to separate God, the love and the justice of God, mm-hmm. because they go hand in hand. Him and like you said about your dad, Lexi, um, if you he told you not to touch that, not because he didn't want you to do whatever you wanted or he was trying to not let you be free. Right. He loved you and he said, I know it's going to hurt you. So God saying that to us is because he is a loving father and he's a just judge, you know, at the same right. time. For sure. For sure. Yeah. Just one last last thing quickly. Yeah. Um, going back <laughs> to what Alice said about going through the Old Testament and struggling through some of these stories. I know one for me that really like I struggled through was when they have the Ark of the Covenant, which is where God, his presence was. And he he said, you know, don't touch it. You can't touch it. They use like different like yeah. poles and stuff. I don't know exactly, but yeah, to carry it. they didn't touch it directly. And at one point the Ark was falling and this one man reached out and tried to protect it from you know hitting the ground and maybe breaking and because he touched it he was like he died right that he struck he was struck down by god because he wasn't supposed to touch it yeah mm-hmm. and a lot of people like oh his intention was good mm-hmm. i was that's what i was struggling and like he was trying to protect this his heart was there he was doing this from the right place but at the end of the day what i learned through struggling through that is that god is still god despite him being a Mm -hmm. loving father 
And because he's a loving father, he puts his foot down sometimes. And we see a lot of these stories in the in the Old Testament, like Noah and the flood. Like God yeah. was done with all these evil people. He was sick. Yeah. He was sick of it. He put his foot down and we can see how that in and of that self that is loving, even if we yeah. don't understand. But God said, Don't touch this <laughs> and he touched it. And so there was sure. a consequence for that, despite yeah. Well, think about it. Like, think about it culturally. Like, um, you guys, and you guys are in university, so you see this all the time. Probably your friends, um, uh, the people in our lives that are passionate about justice, what we would call justice issues, whether that's abolishing the sex trade, or um, I think of friends in the States, healthcare for all, all all these types of kind of social issues. It ties into what you're saying, because what you're saying is, at least what I hear, and I, I say this often, we want justice, but sometimes we don't allow God to have it, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. And I think one of the things even in our conversation here that's been really beautiful is like just slowing down and thinking through. But I often think of people in culture, which is great. There's a longing for the abolishment of what's wrong and, and uh, destructive. While I always think God wants that more than anybody, yeah. right? Yeah. And... Um, that's super important in the frame of this discussion because uh, I just find myself wanting things and having a certain posture towards things. But I think that we have to have the freedom that that's what God wants, right? Mm-hmm. And even in some of the stories that you're talking about, mm-hmm. like uh, in some of the things that we see throughout the scriptures, um, God wants that more than anything, right? Mm-hmm. He wants... Um, Again, mishpat, uh, like this, this right ordering, the reordering, the, the drawing back. He wants, he wants the the stones to be made alive, um, the statues to be made alive, um, more than anybody, you know. Mm-hmm. So yeah, yeah, Alexia, I'm glad you brought up that story, and even Mahima that you brought up again the the court system because I think not only are boundaries and rules and restrictions good, but even punishment and wrath and discipline can be good and i think that is a difficult concept to understand but those stories really point to that it is yeah it is yeah well this is a great discussion (laughs) that's what i was gonna say sorry we'd love to keep going i know probably keep going for an hour but we will um cut it off here so keep you wanting more Um, yeah (laughs) yeah for sure. Yeah. Um, Drew, would you mind closing us off sure. in a word of prayer? Yeah. yeah. Father, thank you for this time. It's been so great. And uh, I just thank you for this conversation. Uh, we don't, uh, I just acknowledge, we don't have everything sorted and figured out. We um, wrestle through much of this. But God, we also know that we can engage your word. We can engage through conversation like this and learn and I just pray for those that may be listening to this and they just have a hard time with the idea of judgment or what, um, maybe what they feel is judgment. I just pray that from what they've heard, maybe this would be a new perspective. Not that we have it all together, but I just know, God, that you're working things together for good. And for those of us that follow you, Jesus, I just pray that there would just be a continual longing for you to make things right. It's so easy to live in the here and now. 
And there's something beautiful about that. The life that you've given us to live here and now with everything that we put our hands to and everything we do, do with our lives. But I pray for those of us that follow you, Jesus, that there would also be a longing, that there is, a, there is better. And that's when you come and you return and you set the world to rights. And I just pray that we would be able to join you in that, uh, caring for the poor, for the powerless, being a voice for the powerless if we have opportunity to speak mm -hmm. to uh, all sorts of things that I know many people that are listening are, are involved in, in, in um, racial justice, in social justice, in um, it was, it's come up, the sex trade, different things that, God, we just ask that you could help us in the process of coming alongside you and mm -hmm. setting things to right. So thanks for this time. Pray for everybody that's listening. And I just thank mm -hmm. you for this, this community here, these gals mm -hmm. here. In Jesus' name. Amen. And may we glorify you in everything we do. <laughs> Thank you all so much for listening. I hope you learned something today. We'll see you next time. Meet with you next time. I don't know what I'm saying. We won't see you, but you'll hear us next time. We get it. We get it. <laughs> okay, bye.